This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 112. And in tonight's show, we're going to look at active learning in higher ed, entrepreneurs solving EdTech problems, a school district's EdTech grant, and four educators that are transforming their teaching with EdTech. Well, Christy is off again, and I'm hoping for my sake she'll be back next week. And we are going to change the format up a little bit. And for those of you who have been listening to this show for a while, you're no strangers to that for sure. We're trying to continue to improve based on listener feedback. And the breakdown is going to be where we either break down an article and give resources or choose a topic to break down and we'll also give resources. And part of this is to keep the show in that 10-minute range so it's perfect for shorter commutes. And we also want to commit to giving more helpful resources to help improve teaching and learning. And it might be a little possible that I created an intro soundbite for the breakdown session, and it probably is terrible, but stick around for that. I don't know if that's a good advertisement, but hey, let's go ahead and get started with that EdTech News Rundown. And we begin with an article commercialintegrator.com brings us that explains the higher ed scene is all about embracing active learning spaces. They say higher ed is trending away from larger lecture hall spaces and more towards rooms set up for small group interactions to engage with content, mostly using ed tech. And I think this is a trend that started in K-12 with the flexible classroom setups so these smaller group activities could be easily done. And as someone who works in higher ed, I'm skeptical that this is really happening on a large scale, but I do see it happening in some STEM areas, so hopefully it will catch on. My biggest wish is that education as a whole can move away from that lecture format and move towards more active learning for sure. All right, our second story, GovTech.com tells us that a California school district has received an EdTech grant. The Burbank Unified Schools District has received about a half million dollars to expand and maintain its career technical education programs. The purpose of these programs is to expose students to as many career options as possible. Some of the areas students can explore include animation, digital media production, retail marketing, digital manufacturing, construction, and culinary arts. So a pretty good blend there. You know, I really love this. Giving exposure to as many career paths as possible is a great way to help students get interested in learning and motivate them to pursue a career path, whether that involves college or not. And the path to education and career success isn't always college, let's be honest. And hopefully I don't get fired for saying that as a higher ed employee, but it is true. All right, our next story. An Education Week article explains how ed tech problems open doors for entrepreneurs to solve them. One of the biggest ways they think entrepreneurs can make an impact is by having empathy for teachers. Sounds like a good plan. And you may have, have to have been a teacher or had teaching experience to truly understand how painful grading can be. But even if you don't, realizing the painful parts of teaching could be a great starting point for entrepreneurs trying to help create solutions that are going to be successful. And they highlight a few companies that have been successfully doing this. And Common Lit is one of those companies. Michelle Brown created Common Lit. And it's a free resource for teachers to get involved during individual lessons and also resources to help them improve literacy for students. So that's literacy for students. So that's pretty awesome. All right, let's get to our final story. Edweek.org highlights four educators and how they are using ed tech to transform their teaching. The teachers are Abigail French, who is improving student engagement, Buddy Morales, working with differentiation, Whitney Lawrence, who is improving assessment, and Sophia Garcia-Smith, 
who is improving her communication with parents. I love highlighting these teachers for transforming their teaching through EdTech, and I'm going to reach out to these teachers to hopefully talk more about what they've done. Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll get a couple of them on the show, which would be pretty awesome. We're making this our breakdown segment where we'll highlight the resources they are using so you, too, can transform your education in those areas, hopefully. And now the moment everyone is waiting for, the new intro for the breakdown segment. I'm kind of scared to hit this button. I got to be honest with you, but here we go. Well, listen, it certainly was created by me, and I don't know if anyone else would take credit for it, so I don't have to worry about any copyright issues, but let's just go ahead and get on to that breakdown, and we'll start with our first teacher, Abigail French, who has transformed student engagement using EdTech. One of her main focuses was to get away from the traditional lecture format, which automatically makes her one of my favorites. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Anybody getting away from the traditional lecture format, they're good in my book. She tries to look at her relationship with students as a team, which is an interesting take, and I think a lot of good teachers do that. She leads this team by allowing them to demonstrate their learning with creative video projects like note card confessions, she calls them, which use a short series of note cards to tell a story in a video format. And the students can add some of their own creativity to the video as well. I'm thinking that Adobe Spark would be the right tool if you want to start adding this type of activity to your class. And of course, uh, classtechtips.com, they would have some good information on that. And uh, Monica Burns has been a host or has been a co-host, has been a guest, I guess I should say, on the show. And I know that uh, Adobe Spark would be good for that. All right, so the next featured educator is Buddy Morales, who has used EdTech to help him with differentiation. He works with students who have moderate to severe disabilities, and he has used forums on Google Classroom to conduct in-class discussions. Kind of an interesting take. He's found that entering text has been freeing for students that normally wouldn't have the confidence to participate and speak out. Now, this could be an interesting way to approach class discussions, especially if you have Google Classrooms. Um, And I'm sure Christy could tell us all about that, so maybe next time she's on, she'll do that. All right, and the third featured educator is Whitney Lawrence, who has used EdTech to help innovate assessment in her classroom. She uses tools like Kahoot, Edpuzzle, Nearpod, and Google Classroom to give students formative assessments. Not only has she found that she is able to track her students' performance much easier and with much less manual grading, which is also good, but she's also found that her students are much more aware of their knowledge and grades and why they actually have that grade. And I know that's one of the big things with teachers. We always have people asking, how come that's my grade? Why don't all those questions hopefully can go go away if you use that. So that's good. And so if you haven't used tools like Kahoot, Edpuzzle, Nearpod, or Google Classroom for assessment, you should look into it. I really believe in the real-time feedback these tools can provide. I really do believe in that. It's, it's a really, really strong tool for helping improve your students' understanding and also your teaching practice. So I would definitely try to find one of those things to try to integrate into your classroom that can give you that real-time interaction and feedback that's going to help your students and you. All right, finally, let's get looking, well, let's look into Sophia Garcia-Smith and her improvement to parent communication. She uses Seesaw, which shares student work and can message families as well. The really cool part about this is that it translates the messages into more than 50 languages. Of course, this is extremely helpful in areas where there are students with non or limited English speaking parents, but it also improves the process of sending letters home 
and hoping someone, sometimes hoping they even get a letter, let alone be able to understand it. So having a message system that they get and also can be translated if needed is pretty good. If parent communication or work sharing is something you think needs improvement in your class, you should take a look at Seesaw and see what you think. All right, well, that's the end of the breakdown session. And if you want to follow the show on social media, look for EdTech Weekly Show with no W at the end. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And feel free to follow me at 4TechTeachers. That's the number 4TechTeachers. And you can follow Christy at Christy M. Warren. And remember, our show is available wherever you listen to your podcast. And now it is also available on Spotify. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a review. We'd appreciate that. All right, well, that's it for tonight's show, and we will see you next week on Ed Tech Weekly.